Um, what happened here? Well, for 51 years ago, on August 8th into 9th, 1969, Sharon Tate and four others were brutally murdered at the end of the street down there. Um, happened shortly after, well, it started probably before midnight. Stephen Parent was probably shot right before midnight. He was the 18-year-old high school student that was visiting William Gerritsen. So they went down there, and Stephen Parent was the first one that was killed. There are some theories that he was actually the last person killed. Um, I don't know. I've just read that in the book called Chaos. And I, like I said, I don't know what to make of that. Um, again, the best way to find out is to listen to the transcripts of the witnesses that were here. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just weird. I, I like feel like somebody's watching me. Eighteen years ago, David Oman moved into a new home just 150 feet away from 10050 Cielo Drive. The house in Benedict Canyon where Sharon Tate and four other people were murdered by the Manson family on August 9, 1969. But it seemed as though the new home that David owned came with a few unexpected guests. Since the very beginning of David's construction of his house to the moment he moved in, there's been claims of footsteps, unexpected whispering, and even the feeling of being watched. It wasn't too long since his move until David finally was woken up in the middle of the night from what he claimed to be an apparition of what appeared to have looked like one of the victims of the Sharon Tate murder. Could it be possible that he was visited by the ghost of J.G. Sebring, one of the victims of the Sharon Tate murders? And since then, David also claims to be in communication with Sharon Tate herself. Or could it be something else? Could it be Benedict Canyon? Hollywood is a town made of layers that were built by ghosts. Peeling back each layer is like turning a page in a book. And if you take the time to study each page of that book, you might get to know a few of those Hollywood ghosts. Grab your K2 and join me on these little travels and investigation for our new little mini-series that I like to call Chasing Ghosts. episode was recorded on August 8th of 2020. Safety protocols and measures were taken during this investigation. We also ask that you please pardon any outside noise pollution, but also welcome any unexplainable noises and possible EVPs. And with that said, let's get Hollyweird. Welcome to our new mini-series called Chasing Ghosts, where you get to tag along with me during my paranormal investigations. Recently, I've been contacted by a few individuals in and around the Los Angeles area who claim that their homes are haunted. 
Join me as I travel to their homes to interview them, do a walkthrough, and sometimes bring a fellow paranormal investigator with me and our Hollyweird psychic to help us find out answers to what or who is the cause of what goes bump in the night in their homes. Well, let's get started with episode two. This one I like to call The Omen House, which is a house that is nestled within the infamous Cielo Drive. So what makes David's house so unique? Well, almost 51 years ago, Sharon Tate and four of her other friends, Steve Parent, Wojciech Krakowski, Abigail Folger, and Jay Sebring, were savagely murdered by the Manson family on August the 9th of 1969 at 10050 Cielo Drive in Beverly Hills, California, in the location of Benedict Canyon. The location of this incident is known today as the house at the end of the drive. This tragic event remains one of the most prolific crimes in American history. You see, back in 1999, David Omen and his father purchased a nearby plot of land and built a house on it, just 150 feet from where the original Sharon Tate house once stood, where the murders took place. It was completed in 2002. Since moving in, the Omen house has notoriously been known to be full of bizarre spirit activity. People come from all over the world to just drive up the street of this infamous neighborhood. And the Omen House has been the subject of various network TV shows, such as Ghost Adventures, Paranormal Witness, Ghost Hunters, My Ghost Story, and so much more. Countless sightings of apparitions, disembodied voices, doors closing on their own, objects falling, even light anomalies and shadows. Numerous recordings of EVPs and objects moving continue to add up at this location. Within the last decade, David has allowed access to dozens of paranormal investigative teams and seekers who brought instruments to measure electric magnetic energy in the air, which is thought to be a sign of the spirit world. He's even mentioned that the very first person to document the paranormal activities was world-renowned parapsychologist Barry Taft, who said in over 4,000 cases he's investigated, this house has the highest consistent EMF readings he's ever seen. He's called it even the Mount Everest of haunted houses and the Disneyland for the dead. Yet living there has never phased David Omen, by nature a spiritual person. He isn't fearful of ghosts over the paranormal activity that surrounds his house. He actually enjoys the dead over the living. If anything, it actually inspired him to write and produce the movie House at the End of the Drive, a fictionalized movie based on what he witnessed on Cielo Drive, followed by his most recent project, his book, Ghosts of Cielo Drive. I remember my first visit to the Omen House, which was in October of 2019. I just remembered his house from many shows that I would watch. I wanted to experience all the things that everyone else had experienced within the house. And sure enough, I did. I later found myself being friends with David and soon made it almost a daily routine to visit his house almost every other weekend to investigate. It just felt like I was being absorbed so much that I couldn't see. And soon I felt that the house itself would open me up to so many things that I couldn't even explain. But I also found out that it wasn't just David Omen's house. It's also Benedict Canyon. It's the earth. It's the trees. It's the entire land. And on this specific date, 
the 51st anniversary of the Sharon Tate murders, Cielo Drive would be alive. Get our masks on. Uh, I just brought gloves. I have extra ones if you want some. Okay. Here. So up there, just uh -huh. to let you know, is where Manson's followers uh, walked up and approached the house. And that's where they cut uh, the power lines and everything to kind of isolate them into one corner. Sharon Tate, J.C. Bring, Abigail Folder, and Wojciech Krakowski. It is really quiet here. The date is July 30th. It's Thursday and it's 7.05 p.m. I just pulled up to Cielo Drive with my friends, Sant and Sam. Originally, I wanted to come to this investigation by myself, but I thought it'd be great to have these two open-minded skeptics join me. This is their first time at the Omen House. The weather's pretty nice. It's around 68 degrees. We're donned in our masks as we approach David's doorstep, wondering what's going to happen right when we enter the doors. Oh, that's a part of his movie. So he made a movie called House on the End of the Drive based on his experiences after he built the house in the late 90s. And he was visited by one of the... Okay. He's visited by one of the victims of the Sharon Tate murder, who he believes is Jay Sebring. Oh. Yeah. Hey! Sit down, sit down, wait a second. Sit okay. down, Reggie. Stay in the house. This is Samantha, and this is her boyfriend, Sam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Big Ten, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Did you show them that? You get your head in that goddamn house, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. We haven't walked there yet. Why don't what? Why don't you look like three like three bandits and walk down there? Except Mrs. Yazzie's already in a tear. She already told somebody in a white uh, sport Range Rover, "You're in private property. You can't turn around here. Turn, no, don't back up. Back up. Back up." Oh wow! Yeah. So a lot of people have been coming up here. Like after, even after the film was was done. Have you seen Once Upon yeah. a Time in mm -hmm. Hollywood? Yep. Like after that opened, people were like swarming over so here. Did they film around here? Yes, they did. David actually helped them with the with logistics. Your house was one of the, we were the we base. Were, we, we, they used our, his, my house and more like his house as a base camp. But Brad was in the Carmen Ghia. I've got footage. He was turning around in the uh, blue Carmen Ghia right here in my driveway. Like, here, they, let, let this car leave the driveway, and then you can um, walk down there. Okay. Did you show them the Great Wall of China that's being built? Yeah, what's going on right here? here? Is it the house or is this a wall there kind it's, of? It's three houses that this guy bought. There's a house there, a house there, and a house on the end. He bought all three of them and destroyed them. Oh, wow. And decided to build this monstrosity. We walk down Cielo Drive as David tells us about a man who is building this major mega mansion. He bought three large homes, tore them down to build one ginormous one and the chaos that is about to ensue in Rock's Yellow Drive. The neighbors like things quiet. They don't like tourists coming up and down the street. But since the release of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's been the opposite. The neighbors on Cielo don't embrace them, but David seems to. So 
So who's yeah, living in this house right now? This Argentinian is renting it out. This producer guy, whatever. Oh. And my friend Steve, who I made friends with, that's one of his cars. How have they been handling <laughs> this location? I don't, I think, you know, they don't. That's not. It's not discussed. They don't. They're Catholics, and they don't believe in that shit. Oh. But so. you can see. Look, as you as you see, start to see, it's just that, and it goes. Right. And that's just enormous. My God. And the views, like I said, will be insane. Isn't and that's it? just yeah. amazing. Just amazing. Jesus, I can't believe that. And that's that. not street level, mind you. Street level is another 25 feet up above that. So that's down on the terrace level. Wow. Yeah. It's Jeez. Amazing. It is so amazing. It's not even, it's just unbelievable. I mean, the amount of concrete that they've poured. Mm-hmm. That's a big job. Yep. And wow. they have like two or three years left till they're done. And this has been going on for now a year and a half. Mm. I mean, just look at the size of that thing. It's the same story that we hear in Hollywood. Some things are here one day and then they're gone the next. And that's the same story in the canyons, especially in Benedict Canyon. And that's what happened when Jeff Franklin purchased the home back in the early 2000s and tore it down. So this is the new, this, they tore down the original home. In 1994. And they built a McMansion. So this is the gentleman. Oh. So, so the... So this is not a part of that. But this is After that quick walk-up tour to Sharon Tate's former home, we make it down to David's house. It's literally 150 square feet away. We walk into his home, and we're greeted by his two Rhodesian Ridgebacks, Fiona and Reggie, and a few cats. David has the TV on to the news. There's always a sense of welcomeness when you walk into David's house. It almost feels like kind of like a chaotic museum. You see pictures of Sharon Tate and paintings. Aside from the specters that happen in the house, that's the thing I love the most about his house, is that he has a lot of artwork on the wall. He has a lot of collector's items, especially contributed to Jack Johnson and the doors. He also has a friend that has painted several personal pieces of Sharon Tate that he has on his wall. There's also copies of his book, Ghosts of Cielo Drive, on the coffee table and bar. David mentions that within the past month, he's slowly been opening his house to his personal and close friends in the community. Famed Hollywood witch, Patty Neckery being one of them. Yeah, she was here with uh, Stefan Bagai. The economy has sunk so low. Well. Yeah, he did a lot. He's a building block story company. That's right. She's in Virginia City right now, or? She's going to next week. Yeah, next week, the 8th. Of, yeah, she's gonna be there for the 30th anniversary. For the 51st anniversary of Shantae's murders, yeah. Oh, wow. That's part of the reason why I didn't want to do it that night, because I want Kai to be here, because she wants to do a seance on the other night. Well, I have a girlfriend who's ready to do uh, a virtual seance or a walkthrough downstairs. Who's a, She's a medium. Oh, great. I'm a large. Was with a medium once a time, but these are gone. That's history, history, history. The story, by the way, have you guys been watching the, uh, and if you are, you're missing it tonight, the Epics docuseries on the American myth, uh, Helter Skelter. Oh, that's here? That is on, t that's already on. It's in Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, wow. Thursday, so tomorrow. Yeah, tonight's uh, Thursday, right? Yes, yeah, so it's the yeah, It's the, almost to the end of the show. Tomorrow's the last uh, episode of it. So whatever you want to go downstairs, let me know. And when you want okay. to go do the investigation or seance down the third well, let's level, do your, let's we'll do what's call. We'll get Ashton. You know, she's down there living there with the three, five cats. Okay. Yeah, five cats on the third level, so it's not like it used to be.
A lot has changed since March at the Omen House. David has actually opened his doors to his friends who needed a little help and allowed them to stay in one of the most haunted areas of his house, the third floor. Not only it's the couple, but it's also their five cats that have taken residency of the third floor. But that's one of the things that I love about David. Take him as you will. He's a little eccentric and loud, but he has a heart of gold. He's opened his house not only to us, but to his friends to stay during these hard times. And not only that, he is cooking up a good set of ribs for us, so we're definitely here for the ghosts and the food. Crafty. She is, oh no, she's happy. happy. She is happy, happy. She's crappy. Oh no. Are you telling like what happened with the figurines? This is a... Just gonna get this morning. That's what knocked over the figurines this morning. One of them. Well, two. They knocked them over again. Shit. That's one of the most common paranormal occurrences in the Omen House. It was documented on Ghost Adventures a while ago. He has these Beetlejuice figurines above both of his aquariums, one in the theater room and the other in his living room, that just fall forward out of nowhere. David believes that the spirits of the house make them fall forward as a way of communication and acknowledging your presence. And it seems like they've been falling forward a lot. Sharon, what about Sharon visiting and Alma Carey being here and describing that? And right as I said it, the thing got knocked over. We have it on camera, but I'm not showing it to anybody for the event. Wow. Mm-hmm. What time did that happen? 7.45. Jeez. It's so funny because like people are so scared of spirits and stuff, but like, what, like, what is an instant where anyone's actually been harmed or like killed by something? It's more psychosomatic than religiosity. Yeah. People are scared because of the religious beliefs and because you're brought up, in a, in, well, a lot of people are brought up with a lot of strict adherence to religion. It's like, it's a devil. It's, it's like, really? And the mark of this devil is 666. And it's like, no, it's not. It's the mark of ancient Rome of the Roman tax stamp. It was in a triangle and it said 666. And it was all good duty goods that were coming into the Roman Empire. And that's where the sick against the ancient Romans, who in their minds, were the, was the devil incarnate on this plane of existence. And so they were the people that had the mark of the devil, was the devil was ancient moms. You have 666. Such horseshit. And that's the joke, I'm sorry. I've lived in this house for 18 years. I've seen a ghost, I've had, sat at this dining room table in front of six other, five other people and seen a glass of wine slide across it on its own and wine go like this, like this, and it's like I sat back in that chair and said, okay, now I've seen everything. And they were like, when the, the husband's like, looks under the table, I said, this is glass. I said, that's glass. I said, no magnets, glass and glass. It's not a parlor trick. I'm actually going to time stop right here because it sounded like we collected an EVP in response to David's explanation of the table. I'm going to play it back for you real quickly. Glass and glass. It's not a glass and glass. It actually sounds like a female saying yes. Maybe agreeing with David. Two weeks ago, right where you guys are standing, my friend John Doherty was here with me. I was on the second floor. And the second time in this exact spot where somebody has been standing by themselves and heard a voice. I mean, clear as a bell. And the person that heard said, David? And in this case, my friend said, David, is there a chick in this house? Is there a girl in the house with us? I'm like, when I was downstairs, I said, no, we're alone. He goes, I just heard a girl's voice say, hi, John. I said, fucking A. I said, what times? So we have three cameras. So the house is laid up with cameras all throughout. So the three cameras in that room, we listen to them, and you hear this girl's voice. So, hi, John. 
And I'm like, holy shit. And it's like, you know, five years ago when my friend was in here, he heard a woman's, a guy's voice say, oh yeah. When he was here getting food at the diamond table during an investigation. And he says, David? He's like, he starts walking down and looking, goes, David? He goes, hello? Anybody? And there was no one on this floor and we played it back and you hear this voice say, oh yeah. And it's like, he needs a gosh on Frank's box or a spirit box. This spirit's talk, you can hear them. I have them saying, fucking pricks. Clear as a belt in, in my office. I'll play you some of the clips and you go, and it's not just audio, there's video so you know what the hell's going on in the scene. And I'm like, you know, there's another time in my bedroom at eight in the morning where I woke up and I heard this voice said, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And it's like, I, heard, I only heard it one time and I, 10 minutes later, I looked up at the clock and I said, all right, it's about 10 after eight. All right, that happened about eight o'clock. I'm going back to bed. I woke up ten, an hour later, I go on the machine, on the computer, and I watched the video, and it's like, he said three times, and it's like, holy shit. Telephones, cameras, anything electronic, your batteries might go dead. While you're here, just like that, you get out of here, about a half an hour later, your phone's like totally charged up. So take a look at your phones, because God knows Tammy's had that experience. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy, it's absolutely cracked out of your eyes. I'm like, I was at 60 before we left, and now I'm at 32. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little weird. That has to be weird, because it hasn't been that long since you left, and it yeah. would be, it's literally, I wish you would have taken a look at it when you got here, and then seen out, just saying, I've been here 25 minutes to an hour, and it's already down that many, it can't be. That's what I'm saying. Watch, when you get home, it might be back to normal, though. So those are more occurrences of the paranormal that happened in David Oman's house. I could actually vouch for a majority of them, having investigated the house for a year and a half. I even remember my first investigation there. We were sitting in a seance in the third level and we heard what sounded like a woman crying, followed by a child laughing. I thought it was a joke at first, but then I realized, wait, it's just the seven of us in this room. All the windows and doors are closed. The houses next to us are dark. There's no explanation for this. I asked David, is this a common occurrence to hear these random voices out of nowhere? And he said, yeah, it is. He even showed us documentation, video footage of EVPs that he's collected out of nowhere. I even remember him showing me footage of these investigators in a room sitting down during an investigation. You can hear clear as day a man's voice come up on speaker and say, get out. I'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering, men, women, and children, I thought it's just the victims of the Sharon Tate murders. And why is it at his house that all this occurs? Because David is very open. And at the same time, the house itself is a huge magnet. He'll later on explain how famous paranormal psychologist Barry Taff investigated back in the day. According to Barry Taff, David's house it sits on a geometric anomaly. You can actually feel the magnetic energy in that house the moment you step inside. And according to Taft's readings, the original reading or healthy reading of electric magnetic energy is two to 400. However, at the Omen house, it registers 2,000 to 4,000 milliseconds. Sam, you wanna describe your first experience here at the house? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I just kind of remember like the, the the figurine things. I remember watching like one of the girl, the other girls who was here, like recording it and then it like falling over. Mm -hmm. And 
um, in the like the the basement part, right. there's like like the little ball, mm-hmm. the light up ball was like flashing. Um, also, I forgot what it's called, like the earthen wall room. Huh? The, the earthen wall room. Oh the no, third no, floor. The, um, the the oh the K two meter. Yeah, yeah, the K two like going off when people would ask questions. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot what those are called again. The the dousing rods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember using those and then seeing another person use them. And, like, that was really creepy because I've seen those so many times everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I'm always, like, oh, there's probably a fan or something. It's so easily faked. But then you can see it and there's no wind in the room. Mm-hmm. And the people have their hands completely still and they're, like, completely moving on their own. Right. It's nuts. And, Stan, what about you? You mm. said, are you open to experiencing anything tonight? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. <laughs> know. Have you ever had a paranormal experience before? Nope. Never? <laughs> Never. David, what can you say about people who've come here for their first time, who are skeptics or believers? Have they had their first experiences here at your house? Um, well, skeptics are the ones that always end up telling me, it's like, that didn't, I just had something happen. That didn't happen. It's like, what? And it goes, I felt fingers running up and down my spine, and they end up leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost an affront, I think, to the spirits. They kind of take it personally, like, how you, you, we don't exist? What the hell do you mean we don't exist? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, let me ask you, is this mean I don't exist? And they partake in this kind of a, um, a game of uh, letting you know that you're wrong, and in the most provocative way. I mean, I've had people that have said, literally, one guy was a producer, he was down the third level watching my movie, and I said, look, I'll go upstairs and get you something to drink, okay? So I come upstairs, and I'm right here in the kitchen, and I'm getting him something. And all of a sudden, I hear footsteps. I hear the door close on the theater room, and I hear footsteps coming up the staircase. And I'm like, what the hell? I thought that movie had a problem, something with the DVD. And he comes upstairs, he walks right past me, and he goes outside to his car. And I said, what's the matter? Wait, wait, wait. And I would follow him outside. I said, what happened? He goes, um, I don't know. Something touched me, and I said, what? He goes, yeah, I'm watching the movie, and it's, it's getting really interesting. And all of a sudden, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's funny to me. He goes, something puts their hands through my, fing- through my fingers through my hair. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, then I feel somebody's hands going up and down my back. And I'm like, oh. He goes, yeah, it's like I can feel it through my leather jacket. There's somebody running their finger up and down my spine. I'm going, oh, crap. And he said, I said, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm leaving. I can't deal with it. What do you think I'm doing? I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm out of here. And I said, and all of a sudden, I put this out, and I said, I said that was your two friends. The one who died in the, in, the mount, in the mountain climbing accident and the other one who died in the car accident. And he stopped. He said, what are you talking about? How do you know this? And it's like, I don't know. I've never, I just met him that night. He came. He was referred by a friend of mine to watch my movie. And he says how do you know this? And I said, I don't know, but I just, I said, your friend who died four years ago of, on a mountain or something, climbing a mountain and he fell, his, 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 uh, his grappling hook, whatever it was, ended up getting loose and Carbonier got loose and basically fell to his death. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, the other guy was like two years ago in a car wreck. And he goes, those are the two people that were letting you know they were here with you. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. And it was just, he goes, I still got to get out of here. <laughs> he took off and he left never to come back. So, to me, it's like the people that don't believe, oh, including Charles Gould, my key grip, who was dragged up to the corner of the ceiling by an unseen force in the third level guest bedroom, 
And he said to me, I was going to sleep, I put my head in my, on the pillow, and I heard this voice say to me, you're coming with us. And literally, he said, my body was pulled up towards the corner of the ceiling, and I said, put me down, put me down, I don't want to, what are you doing to me? And the next thing he knows is he's sitting bolt upright in bed on the opposite side of the mattress that he was sitting, sleeping on. Yeah. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So that's what skeptics bring to the table for spirits. It's like, fair game. Right, let's go. <laughs> I said, hey, if they don't believe in you, don't look at me. I, I not only believe, I've seen and I agree. You know, I respect you. Right. So the spirits end up giving them a wallop. It's like, okay, hope they understand now and aren't, you know, too uh, susceptible to calling it a demon or stuff. Because that's usually what people say. It's like, it's a demon. It's like... We get a lot of those. I mentioned that in one of the episodes that people come here with this preconceived notion that there's something evil and dark. and Or my favorite one is they're angry. Oh, yeah. They're really angry. Yeah, they're angry. They're angry at you for being yeah. there. I could feel them. I'm like, what do you feel? I'm like, they're angry. I'm like, I think the only thing you're feeling is the pinch in your wallet. But you're here. No, it wasn't that, those were times when we had people that were running the show, the, the ticketings. I mean, we're running investigations here, the different paranormal groups, mm-hmm. like Orange County Soul Searchers, um, the Orange County, Orange County Ghosts and Legends. I mean, like I said, they rented the house out to do their investigations here, and it was like, okay, that's what they're charging. Fine. I mean, there were all different prices and, and rates that they were charging from different groups, but mm-hmm. needless to say, a lot of people didn't believe. But as you remember, a lot of people came out of going, I had that happen. Oh, my God. You know, things took place that people couldn't explain and understand. And that's, that's the way it should be. You know, you learn. Has anything else happened here during the pandemic? Anything like... Oh, yeah. No, there have been several things that have happened. Um, about two and a half weeks ago, uh, 10, 10 minutes to 3 in the morning, I was standing here again in the kitchen. Oh, well, it's 10, 10 to 3 in the morning. <laughs> what do you do in the kitchen? What else do you do? You're in the kitchen making something to eat. And I heard the strangest sounds twice it happened first time it happened it was like and it was very 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 simply put a deep resonating bass sound and it sounded like somebody hit a steel pipe that was like like a four inch or a six inch diameter pipe that was really thick steel and banged it and it had this deep like boom echo and it went down and it went happened a second it happened twice i mean it went boom then boom then about 10 minutes later, as I'm walking around looking and the dog reacts, I went on the balcony and I came back to the front door and looked, it happened a second time. Wow. And I was like, what the living hell was that? And it wasn't, I looked outside when, when I was at the front door and I was outside listening to the sound, it didn't come from outside, it came from inside the freaking house. And I couldn't, couldn't explain it. And my friend Ashton and AJ, we're in the guest bedroom. I said, what the hell are they doing? And the following morning, I said, did you guys, were you guys up at 10 minutes to three in the morning doing something strange? And I said, no, we were flat out of sleep because we had just moved in the house. And I watched all the cameras and you can hear it as the acoustic signature is different in each floor, but it's deep, like unex- unexplainable where it's resonating from. But it was, it was nuts. And like I said, I'll show you guys, but it's not for camera. This is safe for the event. And the 21st and 22nd of August, which I've got some crazy video stuff that's happened in the past week that I'm going to share with you guys on that event. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. The house is when people come to visit, it's like, oh, it's time to play with the ghosts. 
we're here to play with the humans. It's like, no, the ghosts aren't here to be played with. They're playing with the humans. They knocked that figurine over there on camera over. And what's interesting is we watch the camera and over to the left on top of the, um, the bar, mm -hmm. we saw this crazy light anomaly and it's mm -hmm. not an orb. It's like an, an amorphic object that morphs out of the air and just moves about. Oh my God. I'm like, did you see that? It goes, what the hell was that? And we're watching the, the figurine getting knocked over and my eyes drifted to the left. I said, what's that object there? And it's, it's just nuts. It is crazy. So I'm looking forward to a fun night tonight. Plus we're a week and a day away from the anniversary of the Sharon Tate murders. So usually as I've recorded, in the past, that's the dog whimpering. I don't know what the hell he's whimpering about. Nobody's hitting him. What, what's the matter, Fee? In any event, what I was saying was is that okay. it ramps up right before the anniversary. It gets really frenetic and crazy. So I'm expecting some stuff tonight. Yeah, well, Fee is, ex is expecting it because Fee is going crazy. Fee, what's the matter? <laughs> Fee well, is whimpering. What's the matter? I don't know what she's whining about. What's the whine about? Right. What, is it an earthquake? That was last night. Yeah. I through it. I watched the videotape of that. Reggie woke up like straight, straight up. Yeah. So should we do uh, a walkthrough yeah. of the house? Oh, no wonder. Yeah, I was here. It happened like at eight o'clock or eight thirty. It happened. It was pretty. It was intense. Like things fell off of my bookshelf. But this one that happened last mm -hmm. night, things fell off the wall. What happened? There was, there Wait. was like something that like that was so weird. Wait, what something happened? Something like went across there, and then it was like right there, and then I looked over and it wasn't there anymore. Okay, they don't have a fucking camera on it. Weird. So that's happened to me, and um. Well, and that's where Jay was. Wait a second. That happened to me before. I I believe you. That what happened. Was that? That was me. Oh God! No, no, the thing went. The thing went. That was so weird. I Did don't. Did you hear the sound? I heard it. I thought that was this. It was that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was this. It was this. Okay. So. And then the light just flickered when I was talking about it. Yeah, what are those flickering? Those flickering because they're LEDs and they don't get enough. There's a little power. Oh, Santa! So you, so I think sensitive. you probably put it out there that you haven't had an experience, and now what they're like. Oh, oh, what did he see? See. He. I just saw a figure. What did you see? It was like oh, a silhouette of a man by chance. No, or it looked like a woman. A woman? Yeah. Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate, Jay Sebring, during the filming of the movie, my, my uh, line producer, went in the kitchen and famously turned her head to the right. As she was doing so, she says there was a man walking across the frame of the window. He turned to his right and their left eyes caught as he turned and she described him as having black hair, this and that. And he just turned and looked and he just went off the frame. She goes, wait a second, that's strange. I, David's house isn't on a flat piece of land. Yeah. So she goes outside and she goes down to the, looks outside, looks down the staircase and looks at the, the window mm -hmm. and she looks where the stairs are. It's 17 feet below those the, the window is where the stairs are. She goes, the guy was walking straight across like he was walking on a flat piece of land. Weird. And she described, I showed her the picture, it was Jay Seaman. She goes, yeah, that's what I saw. It's like, not possible. Well, yeah, if you look um, outside, Shannon, like, it's at an alkaline, the way well, that... Here, let's go outside. And yeah. Look. As we gather ourselves to go outside to the terrace, already activity starts to begin with the first figurine falling forward. So, already, um, that was, right now is a... 8.20, I, probably that would happen around 8.15. Already something starts to happen. 
I noticed Sant turn immediately to his right to look at the window. I could tell he saw something on that window. I've had that happen to me so many times where I felt that I saw a figure walking back and forth in the window by the kitchen. You, how do you feel? That was weird. I don't know. Right down the time. Let's look it up. I'm not the same. All right. Just make sure I want to say that it was most likely 8.15 because it's already 8.20. So That's around 8.10, 8.15. Yeah. We'll look it up on the camera. If, that, if anything, that camera might have saw it. All right. So already. That's audio. Already they're, they're a little lively. That's audio on the right. The hell's on the side of the stairs? So look what this, look at the window is. Oh no. That's like 25 feet. That's At least impossible. 25 feet. That's next to impossible. It was bad enough when it was this window. You can see the guy walking this way. But when you get to that window, get this out of here. Oops, sorry, I didn't no, mean fine. to do that to you. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> really a bad joke. Like, look at that. Look oh my God. Look how, that's 30 feet. Oh my God. Oh. Now, even if somebody's out here, you couldn't see them walking by this way. I mean, they'd be on this on, my, on Julius's platform, so they're not. That's strange as hell. That's impossible. Um, Even if you wanted to pull a prank on us, how someone would move and set up a ladder and can't be done. break it down. It can't uh, be done. You need scaffolding to have it at that height. <laughs> Did you see them out the window? Uh, it was like it like moved across and it sat there because I saw it out the corner of my eye. It sat it, there. Like sat there and waited for me to turn. Right, we have to get this on video. I need this for the guys. Lilia and I, I remember. I need to get you on video for this. this I remember, I think That's it was great. a it was a year ago, Lilia and I were sitting there too, and we kept on seeing something move past that window. Right. And it's it impossible. likes, but it yeah. Felt, it felt like it was just like, you know, I was like sitting there and I saw something in my peripheral. Uh huh. And then when I finally turned, like, it just vanished. And I was like, what the hell? But you could but you tell. you could see something out of the corner of your eye, like saying, yeah, hanging she saw there. me jump. And she was like, what? I was like, uh, that's the keynote when we watch when we see the movement of him jumping, jumping? we'll know how to video review where it is. I mean, you could tell it, it had it was a female, right? It looked like a female. Might have been a male, but But you felt more female. Yeah. Oh. You felt more female. I felt more female too. Okay. Yeah, I felt more female. Ooh. My right arm is getting the goosebumps already. So already that's a big indicator. That's a full is that full moon or not a full moon? I think it might be a full moon tonight. Sometimes it's not just the inside of David's house that could be scary. It could be the outside, the canyon, Cielo Drive on a full moon. There's been times where David has even documented and caught on camera things walking back and forth on the street. People have even claimed to see the spirit of a bloody Sharon Tate. There is something definitely outside with us that night besides the full moon. And it leads David to recount what happened there 51 years ago. Yeah. No, not. Do you hear the sound of something like? Yeah, always. Every time I park here, I always hear something moving. Even Lilia would it's always the hear. Sound of a, some type of an. Yeah. It's weird. Benedict weird. is weird. There's a weird vibe. You feel it, huh? Yeah. I hear weird. something there. Me too. Um, what happened here? Well, from 51 years ago, on August 8th into 9th. 1969, Sharon Tate and four others were brutally murdered at the end of the street down there. Um, happened shortly after, well, it started probably before midnight. Stephen Parent was probably shot right before midnight. He was the 18-year-old high school student that was visiting William Gerritsen. So they went down there, and Stephen Parent was the first one that was killed. There are some theories that he was actually the last person killed. Um, I don't know. I've just read that in the book called Chaos. 
And it was something I was like, what the fuck? Holy <laughs> crap. And I, like I said, I don't know what to make of that. Um, again, the best way to find out is to listen to the transcripts of the witnesses yeah. that were here. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just weird. I, I like feel like somebody's watching me. I, I don't feel that, but I feel like pressure in my ears. Yeah, like, oh, really. Inside, I felt like something in my ears. Pushing, yeah, like right in front of my ears. I feel like keeping. It's like just a really in. weird yeah, exactly. feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's intense outside tonight. I don't know what it is. It's really intense. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I've never felt this before. Yeah, I um, feel it too. I feel it on my right side. Even when I entered your house, it's like that indicator. Like it's going to be a an interesting night. And Yamo Pinchcano. <laughs> so, David, you also wrote a book about your experiences and everything. Every- about the murders? Okay, let's go <laughs> something else. Uh, I'm sure they feel good about that. No. So, like I said, he was the first one killed, and then Sharon Tate, the eight and a half months pregnant uh, actress and, ma- and the wa- wife of Roman Polanski, was killed there, as well as her friend, Abigail Folger, heiress to the coffee empire. Um, her boyfriend, Wojciech Fajkowski, and Sharon's ex-fiance, hairstylist to the stars, Jay Sebring. Um, like I said, they were all killed down there, and it's a terrible tragedy. As a matter of fact, there's that, was it the docuseries, uh, American Myth. Uh, right now it's on Epics. Mm-hmm. I find it very fascinating. I watched the first night, which was interesting, but I haven't followed up. Um, like I said, it's it's, you know, been glorified or glamorized in a sense by Roman by uh, what's his face uh, Tarantino yes Quentin Tarantino thank you very much I was totally blanking <laughs> out on that but in his movie version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which um, is an interesting take and I, I don't want to say take because it's really not it's an interesting fantasy as far as what should have or could have happened that night and didn't um, but it's an interesting story I have not seen it myself and I probably won't I'm just not a fan in be, in a, of be writing history to make an interesting story of a terrible tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, as a matter of fact, you asked me about my book, um, Ghosts of Cielo Drive. Yes, it's a book that I wrote about the house that I live in and the stories that have been accruing in the past 18 years of living here and, of course, the history of the Sharon Tate murders and the story of the Native Americans and the prehistory of... I guess the pre-white history of Benedict Canyon and Beverly Hills as well. Um, it, you can you can obviously see it only one place. It's at ghostsofcielodrive.com. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, if you're interested, in it's buying, a good read. I highly, it's a good read because you go into the history of not just the murders, but you go into the entire history of the location. Benedict Canyon as a whole is a weird anomaly, and. Can you tell them what's across the street over here? Right across the canyon. When uh-huh. we go on the back, and I'll show you guys. It's Roman. Roman. Here we go again. Roman. <laughs> no, sorry, Roman. No apologies. Sorry. Um, Rudolph Valentino's house. He was from the 1920s, early 1920s to mid-1920s when he died of appendicitis, if I'm not mistaken. And his house is also haunted. Um, what's left of it, even? Because it's, he was apparently he was so in love with that location and loved it so much that when he died... 
he couldn't separate himself from that place and still comes back to visit. Every day at 12 noon, he's supposed to walk across the, uh, the top floor of what's left of the property, which is the uh, guest quarters. And people in the garage, the gardener says at 12 noon, he's in there sometimes and he hears the footsteps on the floor above him, which is all boxes. <laughs> and he says, it's impossible. I got there and there's no one there because the boxes are where the people would be walking. And here's the footsteps walking above across the floor. And he goes, ay, chihuahua. <laughs> so. Hola, Senor Valentino. Yes. Si, 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 yeah, it's a, it's right across from. Uh, who is it? Ariana Grande's house. Well, she's right gone. Over there? She moved out. As a oh, she fact. did. She was renting the house down the street from Rudolph Valentino's and moved out. We go back into the house to prepare to eat, and gather ourselves, and then something happens to Sant that none of us can explain. Besides my great Any number I just heard people. You know, those, they said you're not familiar with them, the past way that are around you. Now, this might sound strange, just ask me, what's the story with your father? What, what happened? It happened, but it happened, Jesus Christ. What happened? I, 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 heard, I heard something on my left. Was that a man's voice? What? Was it, did you hear a man's voice? Yeah, you, and then... I heard a whisper. Oh. Right down the time. That was 8.22. I heard a man, I heard a male whisper. I heard, I'm looking over you, her. Right when I heard it. Ask her about her father. I'm hearing they're saying, ask me about her father. Ask her about her father. Why am I being asked to ask you about your father? What he's he's kind of living. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so they're saying, ask her about her father. Saying, Did your father practice in, in believing in spirits and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't, he's Christian, isn't he? My dad's he's Christian, but I know Christian. that he's not like... I mean, I don't know a lot about him. He could have. He's like a heavy metal listener, and he was like a rebel. He might have become more Christian up. after he had some dad and the things that weren't. Well, so my grandma's like super. super what did you hear, Sam? Huh? What did you hear? I don't know. I just heard. I did. I heard it faintly, but I didn't hear anything. But I heard somebody speaking. Yeah. But I didn't hear what was said. And then I looked over, and there was another silhouette, and I was like, "Oh my god, okay." Oh man. And that's why I jumped. Where was the silhouette? Oh man. Huh? Like right there. Right here by the. Oh. By the little machine. Okay, we'll have a video of it then. Eight twenty, eight thirty. It was eight thirty. This is weird. Oh, this is real weird. They're really showing yourself or trying to communicate with you, Sant. You've never had any experiences growing up. Nope. You've never been here, Sharon, so well, what do you expect? Well, growing up, I no, mean... No, no, no. How old are you, 24? No, I'm 18. Holy shit. I did. I asked the spirits to basically manifest in the show of good... To, to, I hate to say this, but to perform. To basically give the audience, I mean the guests, a chance to really feel. I said, if you want to play with some people, got a couple of people coming tonight, so be on your best Sam, day. what did you see? I've been seeing, like, black dots everywhere. Black like, dots? Yeah, like, as if it's, like, a shadow, but it's just in the middle of the room. Like, I saw one right over there. Again, eight, right, right, there. right, 840. Mm-hmm. Like, on that chin. What, 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 what's that? Uh, same thing. No, I just want to say... Jay, you're too fucking much. Was it Sharon? Who is it, Abigail, Sharon, Jay? Are you seeing it right here? So right spirits? right here, just letting everyone know that the window is open, so you, you can't really see a glare. There's no reflection it, in the yeah. It doesn't happen right there. It happens, it happens right, right here by the screen, right? <laughs> Shit, Can I just try something try just, just to debunk? I'm gonna walk right I'm gonna walk right here. I want you to look at Sam and I'm gonna go s- outside, you mean? No, I'm just gonna walk. Do you see anything on your peripheral as I'm walking? 
on your room? No. Okay, so it's not the reflection, but you see it right here, right? He sees it in the screen. Okay. I saw something right there. Okay. So you're seeing... You're seeing... Well, the good thing is the camera's working. I hope the guy's trying things All right. Is it on infrared? Don't be on infrared. Please be working. Chant, may I ask you, like... Is oh, it killer? Do you know oh, or right. can you it's sense? It's actually color. Thank you guys. Can you sense what it uh, might be? Do you see a man or could you tell if it's a woman? I, I don't know. It's just like a shape. Yeah, it's a, a human shape. Like, yeah, it's like a, if, if an outline, like a silhouette is what he's saying. It yeah, sounds like. it's it's not like a full defined. Yeah, it's not it's defined. Just it's like, just a shape. Yeah, weird. But it's something enough to catch his attention to keep on drawing his attention outside. It seems. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's that compelling. is very interesting. I wish I had a camera. It's some of the gun. Well, that camera right there that's on the wall, since it's colored right now, apparently, that actually might be in frame. Again, we have to look. Yeah. We gotta go downstairs and move here. And even though we can't show it to the people tonight, they get to see it, you get to see it, and the rest of the world will see it in three weeks on the anniversary, you know, week, two weeks after the anniversary. That's amazing, though. That's, that's, that's Things are getting very lively. Sant and Sam are both seeing things. I wonder if it's possible, or maybe it's just a hypothesis of mine, that Sant may have some gifts that he's not very, very conscious of. Sometimes this house, I notice, can open you up in so many ways. And for my friends, it seems like it's opening their minds up as much as possible. We break and eat dinner for a bit, catch up over 7-Up, talk about what we've been up to for the past couple months during the pandemic. Finally, I'm connected with Rissa, our medium, as she gives us a preliminary reading of what to expect for the night virtually. Here's her reading. I got a sense of like, this is going to be like a labyrinth kind of thing. So to me, that's a sign that I'm going to be going through a lot of twists and turns of it. Um, or like a sense of energies being in different cracks and crevices in the area. Like they're attracted to different corners. Um, for some reason, I also get the sense of someone crying or the, the urge to cry. Like they're either scared or they feel threatened in a sense. Like a very innocent kind of energy that seems scared. We just heard something, sorry. And right before I FaceTimed you, something else happened as well. So you get the feeling that there's an energy here that's very scared and is crying? Like, it seems like someone feels threatened in the, in the area. And instead of, like, wanting to attack, they feel, like, crying. Because I get a lot of emotional upbringing, and I feel like breaking down crying. Okay. It's really random. Okay. Is there a little girl energy somewhere? Is, what? Is there a little girl energy somewhere? <laughs> good call. Very good call. Very good call, yes. Yeah, uh, there's something going on with, like, reference to a mother or twins. There's a reference to a mother or twins. Yeah, who's at that door? Ooh. At the door that's open? That was me opening the door. I was showing my wife came in the, the house. The front door of the house or the bathroom door? That's open right there. Oh. Is that the bathroom? That's yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, that's the bathroom it's, that's it's, open. It's the hallway that goes to the bathroom. It's a short little hallway. Yeah, it's a little hallway that goes to the guest bathroom. Do you want me to move the computer there? 
I actually had to cut the rest of the reading of the audio here since there was a lot of vocal overlapping with Rissa. That's another thing when you go to David. Sometimes the noise pollution in this house could be a little overwhelming. But according to Rissa's preliminary readings, she picked up on an entity of a little girl. Now this little girl has been seen and recorded in other past investigations. She goes by the name of Windela, and mainly she's located on the bottom floor of David's house. Other entities that Rissa picked up were either from the outside or related to Sant and Sam. For example, Sant's great-grandfather could possibly be there trying to make communication with him. Rissa picked up on an older male energy that is connected to Sant. Then she picked up on another energy, a woman who's having trouble trying to talk, an older woman that's connected to Sam who had recently passed, who has problems moving her hands. Who I think is, he says, you remind him of, his, of him when he was your age. Who is this, Wojciech? No, he's got a strong great grandfather. Was that you who just like... Well, yeah, that was okay. Megan Belch. That, that, <laughs> that was a ghost fire, ghost fur. Sorry, that was definitely me. My, I was talking to my mom just now about the fragile woman. And I think it's my great, great aunt because she was like... Frail. Yeah, and she wasn't, like my, my grandma wasn't really that old, but she passed of cancer and she's like super, super Christian. So I don't think she'd like follow me to a place like this, but definitely my, my great, great aunt. Now, Rissa mentioned about the hands trembling. Like, yeah. she didn't have Parkinson's, but it was like she well, had she tremors. She tremors. Like, she was in her 90s. She was old. She was very old, yeah, so. Yeah, I remember her having shaky hands. Got you. Nerve she was very fast. Yeah. But I, it's something I just heard. Just because she was very Christian when she was alive doesn't mean anything when she's passed. That's true. That's why she would be hanging. She liked the pizza stuff. I told you. I like just it. feel like she wouldn't follow me to a place like this, but I feel like Bobby. <laughs> if any place she would follow you, would well, it would be a place like this. I, almost feel like, I just think Bobby would, like my, my aunt, because well, she's... Well, it's not, again, if you take yourself out of the human factor of trying to, you know, think about what she would do if she was alive, because she's not alive, her spirit would follow you because she's attached to you, not attached to you, she wants to be around you because she was close to you when she was alive. That's why your grandmother, even if she was very, I mean, was very Christian and such, she'd still come around, be around you. It, more so here than any place else, because this house has got such a dynamic energy that exists here, she could manifest here and be more around you and let you know that she's here. Regardless of what you believe when she was alive, it's another thing. When you're dead, you don't have beliefs anymore because that's tied to the human condition. Mm -hmm. But they're saying that, you know, if she wanted to be around you, if she was around you, there would be no reason in the world why, or afterlife, why she wouldn't be around you here. Because this is a place where it's, it's a high elevated electromagnetic field level, so when you come in, the spirits around you hit this environment. Um, I keep seeing a symbol. What kind of, what's a symbol? It's like, like that kind of, like a weird, like. Like a, like, I just heard like a musical note, like so you see. <laughs> no, like a line and right. then stuff coming out of the line, like a cactus, but it's not a cactus. I keep seeing it, like I saw it there and then I saw it there. Could it be, I, I heard, could it be a Greek, a Greek letter by chance? Yeah, probably. That's a straight line and it's got like... Yes, yes. Yeah, I just, I'm seeing it in my mind's eye and it's a Greek letter. It's, I have to look it up. You can look it up on the computer when we go downstairs, but yeah, it's a Greek letter I'm being told. I'm going to stop it right here again. I think I may have caught another clear EVP 
And it sounds like, wow, I think you're so cute. I don't know if this voice was referring to Sant or Sam, but here it is. David was right. We were definitely going to capture something that night or anything during this recording. Why is Greek better though? You see Greek alphabet? Hold on, I'm gonna see if I could Google it. Yeah, check on the Greek alphabet. But like I said, that's why when you come here, it won't happen in other places. That's why I said when you come here, you have a greater, greater predisposition of a relative that's passed away to manifest and if you and manifest here at the house. Um, according to parapsychology claims, size the unknown factor in extrasensory perception. Of course. That's where the psi comes from, where they said psi factor, and they have that emblem. That Testing for ESP. Problem. And so it's, what, it's like this, this, and then the thing's coming out yeah. of the thing. Yep. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. And then so the line, bitch, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've never seen that before, ever. It it means mind and soul. Psi is not a pi. Hmm. It's really interesting. And you keep on seeing that around here. When I, like, whenever I'm, like, I kind of, like, will space out. Like, I, I see, like, little dots. Oh, that was me. That was me. Okay. I see little, like, dots mm -hmm. or just, like, random shapes. But I feel like I see that a lot. But then I keep seeing that. What can I say? You know, hold it. Has this ever happened to you anywhere else before? No. Nope. So Never. it is here, then. That's what you can say. Safely say. Funny I should say this Hopefully this isn't the start of your new life, and hopefully this is just something that's happening here. Meaning, I hope you're gonna call me up in a couple of days and say, Mr. Roman, it's not stopped. I'm still being fucking followed. Why? Being stopped by a ghost. I can't stand this shit. It's not, it's not stopped. It's always behind me. It's in there. Hopefully that's not the case. I get orbs in my room too. I've caught some on camera. What, what, what? I've caught orbs in my room. With the color or in black and white? Well, it has to be covered because the camera doesn't. Well, I, in, I recorded one video in black and white and it floated across. And I've done TikToks where people are like, why is there an orb just passing by? If that's in color, then it's not, that makes no sense. Because orbs are really, most orbs are a reflection of infrared light on a speck of dust. When yeah. it's color, it's next to impossible because there's no infrared light. You're just capturing the light. So if you're capturing an orb and it's color, no fucking chance. It's not, mm -hmm. it could be a bug that can't be a speck of it could definitely be possible that Sam is clairvoyant, where she has the extrasensory to see impressions and symbols. And it most likely happens with a lot of women in her family. Even her mother has even shared stories with me of things that were unexplainable that would occur in their home. And it seems like it occurs around Sam too. We gather ourselves and clean the table as we prepare ourselves for the investigation. We start heading to the second floor. Now, David doesn't tell Santa or Sam anything that has occurred on the second floor. The second floor is a very interesting area, and in my time there investigating, a lot has happened. People claim to see the apparition of a young African-American man, bald, peeking from the doorways. According to David, it could possibly be the apparition of Jack Johnson, since David Omen does collect a lot of his memorabilia. For some of you who are not familiar with the famous Galveston giant, Jack Johnson, otherwise known as John Arthur Johnson, was an African-American boxer who at the height of the Jim Crow era became the first African-American world heavyweight boxing champion. He was born in 1871 and passed in 1946, and David has been a fan of his for a very long time. But David also collects 
a lot of his personal items. He even has a top hat and a pair of boxing gloves that belong to the heavyweight. Could it be possible that the high levels of EMF in his house can manifest something out of those items? Maybe it can manifest the apparition of Jack Johnson who wore those items and even boxed in those gloves. Who knows? But then something else happens while we're in David's office. While we're looking over footage on his computer, we hear a loud thud above us, and it most likely is one of the figurines. However, it's just the way that the sound was so loud and so aggressive. David immediately goes back to his computer to look at the footage on his camera. This is why he has to have those cameras stationed on every floor and every nook and cranny of his house. You never know what goes bump in the night at the Omen house or what could possibly manifest. Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? that? The fuck do I look like? I'm a psychic. I look at the cameras and tell you. That's so weird. Could that happen Ash downstairs? Uh-uh. That was upstairs. That was upstairs? So something yeah, just fell that, upstairs, we believe. Tammy, you heard the echo? Yeah, I did. upstairs and that's why you heard it. He got knocked over and onto the ground. Oh my god. Excuse me, that just happened. Okay, so the Burning Man figurine that David had placed on top of the tank was far away from the edge, and now we... Not far away from the edge, but it was definitely... It was definitely away. What time is it? 9.52. And now it has fallen not forward, but off the mantle, onto the ground. There we go. So right now we're going to look at footage to see what happened to it. And that happened around, what? 9.50. Yeah. This should be right. Here we go. There you go. I said, put it up. Oh my God. Do you see how it's moving? It's Look moving. At that. It's moving slowly on its own. So we Can just the saw the footage of the video of one of the figures upstairs falling with force from the mantle. And if you want to see that footage, we're going to put it on our Instagram. You can't put it on until till this thing gets okay. for the event. I'm saving this for the event. No, no, it, this is going to be, yeah, I'm not putting yeah. it out until then, David. Yeah, exactly. So do you want to see what's going on in the room, in that room? Watch this, kids. This is what's good about this one. We have another camera. Let's go watch this. Now, you'll see what's happening. See, look, guys, there it is on the floor. But there are sounds that are right here. Right there, around there. When we're having that disturbance. Right. And that's just not possible. I mean, it's really mm -hmm. not possible. For you. What the fuck was that? There's a voice there. No, that was me. Uh-uh. Can't be you. It's on the guy's drum recording. Yeah, same. Your stomach hurts? Mm -hmm. Too much energy in this room? I don't know. Nerves, probably. Anxious, anxiety, energy. And we still haven't even gone to the third level. <laughs> Thank goodness for David's cameras. It captured the figurine of the Burning Man falling straight down onto David's floor right from the aquarium. I noticed in the footage that the Bernie man itself was kind of leaning back, not forward. And then all of a sudden it started swaying front to back. And then with great force, something flew it across off of the aquarium and onto the ground. We stood there shocked. There was just absolutely no way possible that that figurine with great force could have flung forward off of the aquarium and onto the floor. We captured it, and trust me, we're going to put it on our Instagram and Facebook, guys.
but we noticed too within the footage that we could hear murmuring in the background and then we later heard footsteps. It sounded like footsteps were heard right before the figurine was flung from the aquarium and onto the floor. We confirmed with David that the dogs were with us in his office and that Ashton was also on the third floor. But we couldn't confirm or find any evidence of who or what was on the first floor, especially in the theater room where the figurine had fallen. After we recognized the occurrences on the first floor through the footage, we noticed that Sant is not feeling good. He's complaining of little stomach aches. According to him, he's feeling a little nauseous. Could it be brought on by nerves and anxiety of being in this environment? Could be. While others like to pan it off to the paranormal. Another thing too is sometimes when you're expecting something bad to happen, it can mess with your mind and also with your nerves. But I like to pan it off for nerves. From here we go to the third level. We meet Ashton, but before meeting her and getting her story, since she is sleeping in that level, we begin the ghost hunt in the third level. Now, we didn't tell Sant or Sam anything in regards to any of the stories or occurrences that commonly happen on the third floor. We just wanted them to feel for themselves. We began the investigation using the old school method of paranormal investigation and ghost communication using copper dowsing rods, followed by a virtual walkthrough with our medium, Rissa. And what she picks up is pretty astounding. But what ends up happening towards the end of that night is actually quite interesting and downright creepy. Yeah, so let's go down here. You could go first. It's dark. It's okay. Some, I think someone's down there. So I think Ashton's oh, down. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be the last floor that we're going to venture to. The third floor is the most active room in the entire house. You might have remembered it from Ghost Adventures, where Nick Groff locks himself in one of the bedrooms and comes in communication with a dark and aggressive energy that attacks him. A lot of other people have felt a very oppressive or at times maybe an aggressive male presence. His voice has been captured many times on David's videos. But there is a heavy presence in this room. Even if you're a skeptic, you can feel it. And it hits both of us at the same time. Wow, I'm like still trying to get my head wrapped around it. Tammy, mm-hmm. does it feel extremely heavy in your skull? Yeah. I, wow, to be honest, I'm not feeling anything. I just feel very cold. My head is like splitting, like push, like wow. And I come down here every day to see Ashton and stuff and the cats. Because the cats, in the, you know, this is their room. I mean, you know. Wow. What's that? Dowsing uh, rods. How scared the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really what intense. These are dowsing rods. These are Sam's favorite toys. Are you feeling it? Oh, my God. And it, it hit you hard. Huh? It. It's not quitting. It's still pushing. It's still like really I intense. I feel it in between my eyebrows. How about you? Very my head. Oh, my God. They're... These are dowsing rods. So what we're going to do is have Sam ask some questions. So, um, Sam, you can ask it, hey, can you cross for me? Or can you separate the two rods? What? If someone is here and wants to make communication, can you cross the rods? This is fucking... Okay. 
Can you uncross the rods? Can you uncross the rods that are in Sam's hands? If you're here. Oh my God, I swear. This didn't happen last time. It wasn't working for me. Can you move the rods to David? Whoever's here, can you move the rods to David? Who's Point to where David is with the rods. <laughs> Princess. I s oh my God. What? Can you tell us where David is? Just it's point. Princess. That's the cat. That's princess. Can you point it's the rods to ghost. David if if you can, please? What? That's crazy. It's trying to. <laughs> now they separate it. Well, I don't know if that's me. Okay. Let's see. Is there a woman here? If there's a woman here with us. Can you cross the rods for yes or separate them for no? Is there a man here? If there is a man here, can you cross the rods for yes or separate them for no? Is there a little girl here? If there is a little girl, can you cross the rods for yes? Keep them separated for no. So the rods crossed. All right. Can you uncross the rods for us, little girl? If you're the little girl, can you uncross the rods? Can you make them look parallel on a straight line? You did one. Can you do the other one on the right? You could do it. Good. So it seemed like we made communication with the possible little girl entity. Maybe it's Wendelin. But... I remember Rissa did mention that we were going to have a bit of a precocious and curious energy around us. Soon we move forward with trying to contact Rissa to do a walkthrough, especially of the third floor and into the earthen wall room, when we're greeted by Ashton. Ashton is David's guest that has been staying with him for a few months. She and her husband stay in the third floor. Currently, her husband's in Florida shooting a reality show. I go ahead and ask Ashton if her and her husband have felt or even seen anything while sleeping in the third floor. Oh, do you want to go back in there? Oh, no, no. I wanted to ask you if you felt anything in the room or had a, a certain experience. He was experience. wearing a mask with me. I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. You know, I've been visiting this house for a long time. So, and I'm pretty sensitive to these things. Wow. Um, I, I really haven't in the past, like, two weeks that I've been here had anything super significant happen. Mm -hmm. But in the past, I definitely have. It's been more upstairs for me, though. What have you experienced upstairs? <clears throat> um, I felt somebody coming up behind me. Oh, wow. I get that kind of feeling, like, um, like somebody just, you know, kind of sidles up and stands there to the point where you're like, Whoa. You know, you kind of check behind you. Oh, like, hell what's no. going on? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you know, um, and that's kind of been the most significant. I've had that experience in another apartment of mine that was built in the 20s. Um, so, Park yeah, Park Rodeo. But I've never had anything like a spooky bad, bad yeah. here. You know, right. I mean, as, as unsettling as the other situation was at my old apartment, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it, nothing kind of accosted me except for to freak me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I hear I haven't, and not in this bedroom or this level, which I know some people because it's so built on this earth and ground. Right. Um, That's what I was telling David. Yeah. I feel like it's just so much more to this than just the house. It's the yeah. Earth. Yeah. It's the earth. And, and, and if you go down one, like right under here, it's literally mound. Yeah. It's all earth and oh, yeah. Yeah, underneath. Um, like almost up to the the thing, so you can really feel it here. Oh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, I you know I haven't. I've been fortunate that I haven't had a bad a bad experience. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great. And now you know, give me your phone number because now I'm sure the spirits will be like, they're you know, like, oh, they'll be like, oh, let's. <laughs> what you have it? <laughs> now I'll tell you the story tomorrow. Exactly. Let us check our list. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thank you so much. So maybe it's just the bad energy or the demons that the Ghost Adventure Bros carry with them on every investigation. Now we move forward with our virtual walkthrough with Rissa. Awesome. All right. So Marissa, we're down here in the third level, and we're coming to. There's a, um, there's a orb um, on your camera. An orb? Yeah, like a blue and white circle that kept following you it's gone now oh wow can you pick up what that orb might be it's like near it's trying to like do you feel something by your chest because it, it i've been point. feeling yeah i've been feeling like since coming into this house i've been feeling something on my chest yeah someone i think is like either trying to be by your heart or poking at your heart area oh <laughs> Don't mess with my heart. <laughs> I can't get a read on like who it is, but it's just like an orb, and I was like, "That's freaking me out a bit." Uh, so we're in the bottom level of David Oman's house, and I don't know what you can pick up currently in this room. And the orb is back. Was it above my head? I just saw something above my head. Yeah, it was like there, and then it flew back down. I saw something flying above, and I thought it was just like a little speck of dust, but it was pretty bright to be a speck of dust. Mm-hmm. Also, an Alan. Is there someone named Alan? Alan? No. no. Okay. Can, should we go into the earthen wall room? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, I, that was the same with me when I came in here. I feel place. like I'm. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, that's what they're getting in here too. And is is there is there issues um in there sometimes with like the camera and the security system? Oh no. Oh, we're gonna ask David right now, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if there is. Did you hear that? It's the neighbors next door. Oh. You're going to hear voices because they're them. It's them next door. I think they have the windows open. Okay. But we have caught that a couple of times. He said no. He said no. No. Okay. For some reason, I feel like a sense of like kind of wanting to vomit. Oh, that's uh, that's what I was feeling when we were. You feel nauseous, huh? Yeah. Does something live in there? <laughs> yes. Does something live in there? What? No. Nothing lives in there. Like an energy. Well, it's hot tonight in this room. My God, it's got energy. Yeah. 
I, I, my head right here, here in this area right here it's thick it's got oh yeah mm-hmm. oh god I'm not interested in being in this room I get an energy of someone looking down at me as if oh I don't like, like that higher Stop above that. me but they're looking at me in a very like kind of unsettling way like I'm not like Oh, your kind doesn't belong here, kind of vibe. Oh, don't say that. What are you, what what are you picking up ethnically speaking? The spirit that you're picking up. I do. I I don't know. I think it's a couple or like a for some reason like. They said yeah, be like specific. A, they said try to be specific as possible when you talk about origin. But what are you picking up on ethnicity wise? That's the neighbors next door. I get like, I don't know, one white, one Hispanic, but I'm not. Go further. I'm just, I'm just confused because there's like two orbs there. I don't know what the heck that is. Do you want to tell her, Tally? No, you tell her. No, you tell her. I'm, I'm getting a fucking ringing headache like never before. Like it's yeah, like, I'm getting a headache too. It's really. I, I really intense. don't know who it is. No, that you know who I'm talking about in the in the, in the mound. The, the story of the mound. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the mound. That's why we was asking your ethnicity. Oh, well, in the in the mound, when you oh, said if something's living here, there was claims that there is a, the remains of, a, of an Indian riding horseback with his horse. And mm-hmm. the horse lost his footing and both, like, perished from the fall. And people I'm getting pains in my have claimed that, like, um, their remains are still within this earth. But you're not the first to explain about a couple being here. People have seen like a couple or sensed a couple being in this in this space before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely from a period that's way, way back in time. I would definitely say the 20s and 30s they've picked up on that before. And the orb just flew away. Like one of them just flew away to the left. Okay. I don't like how I feel in here. I didn't like this from the first time I came in here either. Yeah, okay, I'm being, like, looked down on. I got someone saying, or I don't know who this is, but I got the the message, why are you protecting me? I don't know if they're talking to another energy, or... And the orb is following them, too. So I guess one of... I guess the couple, one of them is having a conversation, and is like, we have to go. And then the other one's like, well, why are you protecting me? Like, I'm curious about these people. I want to know what's going on. You okay? That's exactly. You're feeling a pain in your stomach, huh? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I've been getting too. Right, right, right yeah, below my heart. I'm sending all these pictures. This is insane. Is it just like the orbs? Yeah, there were two, and then there's one that like sticking around. Honestly, if I were you, I'd cleanse my phone when I leave. Okay. They could also be trying to use the energy from the phone, so that, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, because your, your phones have, how, what is your, it's a 17, but that's normal, because I just put it on low power in the camera room. Okay. All right. Do you know why um, people get severe pains in their stomach here? I get a sense of a piercing kind of vibe, like, ooh, that does not feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the people, or the horse and the man falling, I get a sense of, like, a piercing vibe, and it's interesting, because I just got this crystal and the top of it, it it's a tower and the top of it's really pointy mm-hmm. and i get of someone falling on the point 
that is definitely what could have happened to mm-hmm. this um young um Native American that was riding horseback because I mean when they when the horse lost his footing, you know, he fell with the horse. He could have possibly fallen on something. How do you know about the the guy falling? So um they've had several psychics and mediums come in here all not knowing the history of the land but they keep on saying there's this native american that's attached to this land and he died not the way you think he died on horseback when the horse lost his footing mm-hmm. on the ridge are yeah. you okay that i don't like that you're getting a lot of piercing pains Something was over there. oh wow those arms are really strong by him they're by his stomach actually like i'm screenshotting this so i can like send it to you but they're literally on his stomach okay Rissa sent me the pictures while we had her on FaceTime during the walkthrough. And the pictures were astounding. You can literally see what looks like blue lit dots on Sant's stomach and one behind my head and one in front of my chest. Now the headaches and the stomach pains. Some people like to pan it off as paranormal. It's something, too, that I've witnessed other people feeling and sensing while investigating in this specific area of the third floor. I would like to pan it off to science. Could it be that the deeper we're going down into this hill, especially on the third floor, because you can literally see the exposed earth in the earthen wall room and the high levels of EMF that can cause such discomfort in one's head? creating pressure, creating a headache, quite possibly could be scientifically related. However, when we exit the earthen wall room, there's something that happens to me that I can't even explain that I, I don't know if science can even explain it. Do you know why they're next to him? Are you picking up a a why or? Do you know if you have a gift or not? Because if so, I get a sense of you're able to, um, is it's clear sentience, but the kind that it is is like actually feeling. Like you could potentially feel um, the way that people have died. And I remember when I first discovered um, that I had this. That was what I had. I basically had pain in my body in the places where people had died. So one guy had um, he had a stroke, and I felt the clotting and the pain in my head. I feel so, that. Mm-hmm. I've felt that before. That's weird. You're feeling a lot tonight. Yeah. And you So never... I would suggest like getting sort some sort of protection or if you know, if whoever you believe in as like a higher power practicing protection chants or prayers or whatever, um I definitely recommend that. Because that helped me. Okay. And yeah, it's not it's not fun. But as soon as you're out of the Oh, like if you're away from the energy, it gets so much better. But yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on upstairs in the dining room. We caught a lot of orbs and stuff. I feel like a sense of like a dining room and then like a party kind of vibe. That's funny that you say that because several psychics have picked up energies upstairs in the dining room having a get together, a party. People or that used to live in this area would congregate here in spirit. In David's dining room. Mm-hmm. Is he a collector? Yes, he is. Yeah, that makes sense. He's He collects a lot of things. Yeah, you got that right. That makes sense. This room is weird. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, I'm actually starting to feel the stomach nodding. 
Like, I don't feel the pain, but I do feel the nodding and mm. the tightness. Right. All right, let's exit the room. So, Rissa, um, let's do a postmortem right now. Like, what so far have you collected in whole down here on the third floor? Is it negative? Is it positive? Is it something that is just a part of the land or the house or connected to one of us here? I just get a lot of foreign energies, really. Um, basically, like, I'd say spirits who probably when they were alive weren't used to people that look like us today. Wow. Um, so basically like being put off by, I'd say probably like if you're wearing just like a t-shirt and jeans, they're probably like, why are you dressed like that? Um, <laughs> or if you have different colored hair bangs or something <laughs> like Sam. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a total different time. So I definitely see like these little blue greenish, circles floating around everywhere yeah we were picking that up earlier um on the first floor there's a lot of them flying around and they're pretty active one like pushed one of the figurines off of the mantle like it's recorded on the camera um there's something about slamming doors or like opening doors and then closing them and just keep slamming the door yeah, David has had those occurrences. Is there something up there? Can you ask her? Oh, we could take her. You want to go take her there? No, 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 like up there, like oh. right above the door. Um, do you no, get no, anything no. above that doorway by any chance? Is someone's... <laughs> Whenever I say is someone, I have to be specific. I feel like there's like an energy sitting on part of... Yeah, there's like an imbalance to me. So when that happens to me, that means there's a foreign energy. Mm-hmm. So like half of the room is up and the other half is pushed down. Yeah. They've gotten that before, too. You definitely feel like a shift of, of balance in here. And, and when they entered, they felt that over there, too. And then the other sofa chair. The one right here? Or right here? Yeah, that's where the orbs are. Right there, there's someone sitting in that chair. There's someone sitting in that chair. She just took it. Okay. Who is sitting there? There's literally two of them just, like, near the chair. Are they just observing us? Like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah, there's one, like, that's just like, oh, I'm here. And, yeah, now they're gone now. There are two people in the next room, so if you hear voices, it's, um, they're in the guest room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who knows, maybe they came with them, so that that's another possibility. David has uh, two people staying with him in that room over there, so... So I was thinking about who has things connected to them because right now there is an energy that seems to be very prominent and wanting to be around you. Okay. I don't know if it's someone who's used to seeing you or someone who just likes you a lot. Aww. I mean, I, I do come here or I used to come here a lot, so I don't know. Maybe there is an energy that is connected to me here. David. It feels like male presence. Do you know how old? I'm trying to shift, and I'm getting, like, 50-something, possibly. Interesting. Okay. C-H. It's, like, Charles, Charlie, Char, something like that. That's so funny. That's what my husband's name is, Charlie. 
Really? Yeah. That's like, oh, I'm so, oh, it's David. Oh, sorry. Oh, was that you guys just walking upstairs? No. no. Right down the time. We have to look at that because I just heard footsteps upstairs. And so it must have been you guys. That's why I came out here and you're here. I literally heard footsteps across the floor above us. Oh, wow. Like people footsteps. I'm seeing like, I was stuff about there. to ask before. I was like, who's walking? I was going to ask who's walking, but I was like, no one's moving. Yeah, no one should be upstairs. We didn't hear it. I'm just like... What? I'm just like, I'm like surprised because I've never gotten this much activity at a distance before. Yeah, it's a very powerful night and the house is very active and it's been like messing with, with Sant right here. He's very freaked out. Whew. But yeah, we're, I mean, this level is, is pretty intense, girl. Like, if you were to come here in person, I, I don't know how you would feel. It would be a, a, a very big stream of emotions. I'm seeing stuff in that corner. In that corner and in that corner. You were so right about the corners. When we were going over the footage, Rissa, we saw orbs coming out of a specific corner. Yeah. You were so on the money with that. Okay, whew. I just got goosebumps right now, so. Yeah, CH keeps coming up. Like, a male with CH as in the beginning. Okay. All right, I have to figure out who's CH now. Who Who's a CH? Charlie Hessel. <laughs> so do you say that? <laughs> Sorry. My head's hurting again. Yeah, right? now yeah. I come back in here, I was finding Ashton's room. I'm back in, I'm just getting pressure. Can I, you, can you go into Ashton's room real quick? Okay, let's go see. Let's go read the, the final room in here. I take Rissa, Sant, and Sam into the guest room. This is the infamous room where Nick Groff was locked in to what he experienced as being an evil entity in there that scratched him and pushed him. This is actually a very interesting room because according to David, this was the room that his producer of his film woke up one night to a man's voice and woke up to a force dragging him out of bed and pulling him up against the corner of a room. A lot of people have witnessed or felt a male presence. It's very dominant. One female paranormal investigator left the room screaming one evening because she kept on complaining about a man screaming in her ear to get out. Let's see if we could capture something or a remnant of that man being in that room. And there goes two orbs. They're back here? Oh, wow. What's wrong? What is it? Did you see something? Mm -hmm. What did you see? This is silhouette. Just scrape me out a little bit. Okay. Chant just keeps on seeing silhouettes. He keep, they've been seeing a lot of silhouettes. Do you pick up any certain energy in here, a specific one? Um, don't be surprised if one of you possibly get like a little tug, tug or like a little slight on the leg. Um, just say no. Uh, but... <laughs> All right, so we get a little tug. I get a man standing by the window, kind of, what is that, a door, a sliding door? Yeah, right over here, yes. There's what? I said there's a lot of men, like, it seems like in this area, Yeah. there's like a lot of male energy. Like, no. You are 100% correct because a lot of people that have come here, especially myself, we've seen a lot of male shadow figures. We've collected a lot of male EVPs down here. 
and um, there is a specific male energy here that is pretty dominant. I was, I think I said that last time I was here too. Yeah, you felt, felt like that too, old, Sam. An older man. Like an older man. He's very particular. Oh, exactly. And like a something child. With the leg. There's something with the leg because like, I'm, <laughs> something with the leg. I don't know what that is. Something with the leg. What about the leg? <laughs> I like feel someone like pushing against my knee or pushing against my thigh. I don't know if they're referencing to like possibly an injury happening to them. I have cerebral or... palsy. What is it? Cerebral palsy. Possibly, had... and there's an orb right above your head. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> you said something about a knee injury, and I've had my meniscus worked on couple of times. You have. Mm-hmm. Was it the left knee? Right knee. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting left. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Could I go in the bathroom? Huh? Could I go in the bathroom? Because I feel like there's something that I lost. Yeah. You can go in the bathroom. Here. Oh, you forgot the bathroom. Oh, you know bathrooms are my favorite. <laughs> Didn't he say something about the... Oh, oh my goodness. Hi, kitty. Hi. <laughs> That's so cute. Mm-hmm. He said, remember he said something about this battle? Oh yeah, there's something in here. Uh-huh. Have you already taken pictures in that mirror? Mm, I don't think so. No, why? I'm not going to say you're going to see a shadow or anything, but you might see something. Yes, it's so funny that you do say that because we've in the past ca- captured um, what looks like reflections or things running past the doorway or appearing in the mirror like a shadow figure we've actually i've seen my first shadow person in this bathroom really yeah a year ago but yeah i get goosebumps in this bathroom all the time i was locked in here and someone knocked on this window and this window is literally 20 i think it's 20 feet above the ground Mm. so there's a lot in this bathroom Sam, how do you feel mm-hmm. in here? Yeah, is there someone standing in the tub? Yeah, I saw something right there. Like, move like that. They're literally just being there. Like, they're literally just popping up and just being there. Not really saying anything. Not really wanting anything. Just there. I see it. And unlike any other energies I've felt or seen, it seems like orbs are all over the place. We end up leaving the bathroom and meeting Ashton and David in the main room to go over Rissa's readings. She still picks up more readings in the main room. A bear that David has that moves on occasion that he confirmed. Rissa also picked up the state Arkansas, which was kind of interesting because David had a friend visiting from Arkansas and was staying in that room a few months back. As we're going over more of Rissa's readings, I'm standing by the bar that's closer to the earthen wall room entrance until I felt something grab my hair. And please pardon my profanity. What the fuck? What? Whoa, hold up, hold up. Hold, hold the fucking door. Huh. Something just like went like this to my hair. Ew. Something Ew. fucking touched <gasps> my hair. Ew. What time is that? It's, I mean, Some, what time her, is that? What. That was at eleven thirty-five. Right when you got when when you guys were talking about the bear, so it felt like somebody was going like this. I'm not even joking. Did you hear it move? 
Yeah, it, it, it felt like someone was, like, going, like, they were... Good. Thanks, Ferris. I get to put this on video. Fuck. What the fuck? Jay, you can tell me my hair's really dry. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I need a mask. That's probably him confirming that. <laughs> yeah, when you see these pictures, Timmy, I'm going to have to see if you can, okay. yeah, get, like, a, another reading on yourself to figure out who it is. Okay. Because, yeah, someone's all connected to your heart. Okay. Just signifying <laughs> the heart. The heart? Well, let's take this to a close. Have fun sleeping. Thank you so much for everything. What a night. That hasn't been the first time that my hair has been touched. A few months ago, I was sitting in the earthen wall room with Michael, another paranormal investigator, when I felt my hair being tousled. It was as though someone was just going through my hair. It felt positive. It didn't feel negative. It felt kind of a gesture of care and love. I've been to this room several times. I've been to Zava's house several times, so I feel like there is some sort of a presence there that recognizes me and greets me and welcomes me. Who knows? C.H. I'm sure some of you guys are thinking, could that be Charles Manson? No. Or maybe Jay Sebring. He was the Hollywood hairdresser to the stars. But who knows, maybe it could be something or someone else that lived beyond the canyons in a different time in life. Soon, we head upstairs to the first floor. We end up packing up. We walk to our cars. And I have a little post-mortem with Sam and Sant. The time now is 2.30. It's over 61 degrees outside. Seattle Drive is very quiet, still eerie, but the air is still lighter. Here's my postmortem with Sant and Sam. So what is your final thoughts of the Omen House? Uh, really cool. <laughs> it was unsettling at first, but then I kind of eased into it, so I wasn't, like, too scared at the end. It's just, there's a lot of movement and a lot of things. You can feel yeah. everything around you, so... And I'm not into, like, ghosts or whatever, but mm -hmm. it was really neat. What about you, Sam? I think it's cool coming back for a second time because, uh, I don't know, I guess because we stayed longer and um, it's like, you, like, I under I know that the feeling that I felt in there the first time was real because I didn't feel it outside of the house before. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it could have just been me. There's something that you definitely take away from the David Oman house. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like whatever's there goes beyond his doorstep, past Yellow Drive and into the earth, throughout the canyons. You know that it's there. You can't see it, but it could definitely see you. It even kind of hits me as I'm driving down Cielo Drive late at night, the stark street. That almost 51 years ago, four members of the Charles Manson cult walked up this street to commit one of the most horrendous crimes in American history. And that 51 years later, people still drive up this street as if they want to relive that whole entire night. Just to get close enough to where the murders were committed. Hopes maybe they see something. Or maybe even feel something. As I drive into the empty canyon streets of Benedict Canyon, William Faulkner's quote, for some reason, pops up in my head. The past is never dead. 
It's not even the past. I guess even if an event is in the past, it can still affect and influence the present and the future. You can never ignore the past. We should never forget what happened on August 8th of 1969 off of 10050 Cielo Drive. But when David Oban opens up his doors for us to relive that past, we are given a chance to connect with it, to communicate with it, and to chase it as if we're chasing ghosts. This has been another episode of our mini-series, Chasing Ghosts. Please stay tuned for part two within another week where I return to the David Omen House for a seance. If you haven't gotten caught up with the first episode of Chasing Ghosts, Haunted Hollywood Apartment, then I highly recommend that you do so. We have a couple big thank yous out. A huge, huge thank you to our friend David Omen for opening up his home, especially during this pandemic and also to Sant and Sam for participating in this investigation with me, for walking into the unknown. Want to learn more about the David Omen House? Then head on over to theomenhouse.com for more information. You can also participate in a live streaming virtual tour of the house. He'll be hosting the Omen House live streaming virtual Paracon tour on August the 21st through the 22nd, starting 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. You can get your tickets at www.theomenhouse.com. You can also follow David on his social media. You can follow him at The Omen House on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, friends, till next time, keep an eye out for part two of The Omen House, The Seance. All right, now it's time for a little more of an upbeat outro. And a big, big thank you, of course, to the individuals that help produce Hollywood Paranormal, our patrons. Yes, guys, this episode was made possible by our patrons, or aka our Hollyweird Paranormal producers. And we got a couple of new ones that we definitely want to say thank you and a big shout out to. A big thank you to our new Patreon members, our Hollyweird producers, Crystal, Elizabeth Jones, and Amanda Masonheimer. Thank you guys so much for your donations and support. You've truly made Bryce and his beard cry, and we are so excited to have you on our Patreon team. Interested in becoming a Hollyweird producer or aka you want to be a Hollyweird Patreon member? Then look no further. You can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird Paranormal. For as little as $1 or more a month, you'll be able to support Hollyweird Paranormal. You can donate for one, two, three, four, five, or six months, however many months you want. A little does go a long way, and we're so appreciative. Once you join our Patreon, you'll be automatically inducted into our secret podcast society of Saturday Night Ghost Club. Saturday Night Ghost Club is a bi-weekly podcast where I collect real ghost stories from people off the streets, whether they're my coworkers, friends, acquaintances, or just random strangers. You'd be surprised how many people have ghost stories out there. 
and these stories will definitely make you sleep with more than one nightlight on. You'll also be spoiled with pins, Hollywood Paranormal stickers, magnets, and a coaster to rest your delicious iced coffee on. Hmm, that reminds me, I do owe Bryce a nice coffee. Hmm, anywho, if you want to learn more about Hollywood Paranormal, then you can head on over to our website, www.hollyweirdparanormal.com. You can read our bios, definitely check out past episodes, and shop at our merch store where we have teamed up with The Noisy Project to come out with some pretty eclectic retro threads. You can also click on our social media tab where you can follow us on Twitter at HWP Podcast, Facebook, and Instagram at Hollyweird Paranormal. Have a ghost story you want to share and you want me to read to Bryce so I could scare the living daylights out of him? Then you could forward it to us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com for our listeners' tales episodes. Have a little more time to spare? Then head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review our podcast. It really does help us indie podcasters out. It helps us become a little more visible and it lets us know how we're doing. Okay, friends, till next time. Stay healthy, stay safe, take care of yourself, take care of one another, but most of all, stay Hollyweird. We'll leave you with the rest of Dream On by the 88. <laughs>